Hey everybody, welcome to Valley Naval Gazing on valleyindy.org or if you're listening on the radio, 103.5 FM WNHH, New Haven. My name is Eugene Driscoll and I'm here with Ethan Fry. Ahoy hoy. And today our guests, I just pr- mispronounced the word guests. There you go. But anyway, our guests are Pat Henry. Cindy Hannon and Craig Horn, and they're going to talk to us about Walnut Hill Community Church, a relatively new church in Seymour. They meet at the Strand Theater, and they have an event coming up uh, Saturday, August 20th. So, but before we get to that, today we're actually taping this August 10th to, to drop August 15th. Why don't we go over the most read stories of the week, Ethan Fry? Why don't we? Uh, number five, former city worker has separate complaints pending against police chief mayor. That's in Derby, published uh, Sunday. Um, number four, Ansonia's Molto Bene closed until further notice. That's uh, Molto Bene on Wakely Avenue. They had a small fire and then some water damage. Uh, the fire was, it. wasn't in the restaurant, but at something above yes, it. Right? Yeah, There's the an wall. apartment above mm-hmm, it, which mm-hmm. was news to a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. included. I, I didn't know. Old yeah, building. me too. Yeah, I hope I, you know, best of luck to those guys getting it uh, back yeah, off definitely. the ground maybe. We haven't heard. Sort of a valley landmark uh, throughout the years, different, you know, businesses there. Yeah, that's a tough story. Number three, police. Shelton man drove drunk the wrong way on highway. Uh, that was uh, overnight. Uh, man, luckily no uh, injuries to anybody, uh, but somebody drove about 12 miles, allegedly, the wrong way from uh, Route 8 and Shelton down to all the way to 95 in Bridgeport, but mm. taken into custody. Number two, Derby Man faces eight years for parking lot beating. That was a story out of a court last week that we ran uh, about uh, a sentencing coming up in October uh, in connection with an incident uh, on Elizabeth Street in Derby uh, last April. And number one, uh, just by a a nose here as I'm looking at the numbers, number one, uh, happier story, Rosamina opens in Ansonia. That was a story by Carl Castro, our intern. Oh, Carl Castro! Mm -hmm. Come here. Uh, Let's bring him in. He's here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, wrote uh, the top story about. I actually went there yesterday for uh, got some Alfredo. He looks angry. Decent. Carl, come on, get on the get on the mic. Get on the mic. Put the headphones on. We got news for you. Oh gosh. What? Why are you groaning, Ethan? No. I'm... Snap out of it. <laughs> what are you so angry at? Guess what the most read story angry. of the week was. Tell me. Well, Ethan turned off his computer. Now we can't tell. Rosamina opens in Ansonia. Oh, yeah. All right. You yeah, blew good. us out of the water. The Rosamina story. How many likes? I don't know, man. We don't count likes. We think we're trunk. Oh, okay. Well, you set yourself up for a career in corporate media. <laughs> That's where it's going, right? I don't even look at how many page views our stuff gets. We just no, do yeah, this I mean, most, you know, most popular I, I, I list. I do when, when I uh, compile the most read list, but that's about it. But that's, you know, usually... Uh, stories about restaurants closing people love to read, I've found, for some reason. Uh, but one, uh, you know, something about a new business that's good to see mm. it being popular. So, Carl, how long have you been with us now? The whole summer, but like, when, when did you start? Um, let's see, probably uh, end of May, early June. It's been like 10 weeks now. 
So how's it been for you? What uh, what have you liked, disliked? Uh, it's been pretty good so far. It's been uh, it's pretty eye opening. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity you guys give. Um, you guys know I I, I work full time, so finding an internship that kind of is flexible with my hours was uh was a pain for the past four years. Yeah, and let's just jump in here for anybody complaining about millennials. Right, you're a millennial, right? You've, I am. You, I, you, I see it tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> who say millennials are no good or they're lazy? What's your? You work a full time job. Yeah. I don't know if you want to name your employer. It doesn't matter. You don't have to. But he's shaking his head no. no. <laughs> so, but it's a full-time job for a major company in the area. And what, what, what shift? What shift do you work? I work from uh, 3.30 to midnight. And pretty soon it's going to be from midnight to 6 in the morning. Is that by choice? No. Oh, is there well, a, there's a union there, right? Is there, is oh, wait. Are we, give, we the, might give it away. Yeah. Well, I mean. There's, oh, there are plenty of unions out yeah, here. Yeah. It's, Wait, it's not a. It's not. You're not. You're not a, a public service. You're, it's not like you work for the town or anything. Right. Right. But but these hours will they be like collectively bargained? Will there be some sort of negotiations? And this is getting way off track. But my point hmm. was, people who say millennials are lazy. Here's a guy that works three to midnight, five days a week, and for the past ten, twelve weeks, he's been getting up and being here every day by uh, ten fifteen in the morning. Would have been earlier, but. Uh, Ethan sleeps in, and I have mm. I have to drop my son off. <laughs> I need to get so my and then works all I need day. To get my coffee too. Yeah. You know, works all it works here all day. So uh, yeah, that's a police scanner. Apparently, there's an armed robbery as we're recording this in uh in Shelton. But anyway, mm. but anyway, yeah, that's awesome. So Carl's a hard worker. Oh, thank you. Have and we successfully dissuaded you from pursuing journalism further? No, or, definitely oh. not. Definitely not. Right, well. We failed again. We tried to beat it out. Of you. <laughs> Have you watched John Oliver's video yet, or you're not? Yes, uh, the one about local journalism. Yeah. No, the one about <laughs> Russia. <laughs> no, yeah, of course, the one about local journalism. Yes, I have. All right. I thought that thing was the most true. That was better than season five of The Wire. I'll tell you that mm. much. And uh, you know, it's it's you know, he's probably made more money on that than. You know all the newspaper, local news news organizations in the world put together. Have oh, Oliver! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm. yeah. We're going to transition into what I thought was an interesting interview with uh, three folks who attend Walnut Tree Hill or Walnut Hill Tree. I'm getting it wrong. I Walnut apologize. Hill Community uh, Church. Yeah, sorry, Walnut Hill Community Church. I apologize for that. But now let's just segue right. I think Walnut Tree Hill is in, there's like a, a Walnut Tree Hill in Shelton. I think that you're probably confusing. Yeah, and it's like a WB show from the 90s or something. One, but here, well, one Tree Hill. Here's our interview with uh, Cindy Han and Craig Horn and Pat Henry of Walnut Hill Community Church. Hey, this is Eugene Driscoll on Valley Naval Gazing on valleyindy.org and WNHH 103.5 FM. Today, my guests are Cindy Hannon and Craig Horn, along with Pat Henry of Ansonia. Good morning, Eugene. Hey, hey. Thanks for being here. All three are from Walnut Hill Community Church, the Seymour campus. The church meets uh, every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Strand Theater, 165 Main Street in Seymour. For information... Visit them on the web at walnuthillcc.org slash Seymour-campus. Again, it's walnuthillcc.org, and it's the Seymour campus. We're specifically here today to talk about Seymour Celebrates, an event happening August 20th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at French Memorial Park in Seymour. 
So I guess my first question is to whoever wants to uh, answer it, very simple, what is Seymour Celebrates and what can I expect if I show up? Seymour Celebrates is a community event. Um, we're gonna be playing bubble soccer for kids and adults. Um, All right, wait, wait, wait one second, bubble soccer? Yes, sir. Now I played soccer poorly. I rode the bench in high school, but I don't remember playing bubble soccer. Can you explain uh, what that is? Well, you are in a huge plastic ball that you're holding on your shoulders and you run around with these huge balls on and you try to score a soccer goal as you run into other people and roll over and just have a great time. And so these, these aren't like the samurai suits. These are actually you're encapsulated in a large rubber ball. Right. It's That's an inflatable correct. plastic clear ball. You put it on, there's a harness inside. You're just showing your head's inside, your body's inside. From your knees down, it's pretty much exposed. And you're basically trying to play a little soccer game as you run along bumping into each other. It's also called uh, knocker ball. Knocker balls. All, or uh, bubble soccer. Bubble soccer, yeah. Eugene, you wouldn't no. have to be on the bench with this game. You could come out with no skill. Like I could said, go. You, you have no skill and can be successful. And go right into it. Now, why do I think this is your idea, uh, Pat? It's Henry? not this my idea no, at all. Yeah, that was I, my <laughs> idea. <laughs> So, okay, there's so a couple of soccer players here, and it was not our idea. So, so it Seymour celebrates, uh, and so that's one of the. I rudely interrupted you, oh, when, you, when, you right. when you mentioned uh, bubble soccer, but this is a community event. I mean, so what else is going to be happening there? Um, there's going to be a lot of free things like uh, a playscape for the kids to bounce in, a sports complex for the kids to play in, food trucks, and there's going to be a lot of other free events that um, people of the town are hosting. There'll be a touch-a-truck there, yes? Oh, yes. I forgot about the touch-a-truck. We have the police, the fire, the EMS, bus, school bus, mail truck. Beautiful. And I'm just reading from uh, the website, and again, it's walnuthillcc.org. It's the Seymour campus we're talking about specifically, and this is coming up Saturday, August 20th, 20th excuse me, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at French Memorial Park. Uh, Good-natured competition between teams in a bubble soccer tournament. I'm, I never get tired of saying that. Yeah. I, I'm excited realized. about that, it seems, yeah. Touch a truck, bounce houses. My, my, my son has a bad cold. He's in the next room. He's an expert on bounce houses. Dunk tanks. Who's getting in the dunk tank? Kurt Miller, yeah. our uh, first <laughs> selectman. Ooh, I'm looking over to my usual co-host, uh, Ethan Fry. Kurt Miller's a regular uh, guest on our podcast, and there's probably mm -hmm. nothing more I'd like than to throw him in a, in a bounce house. <laughs> I'm not bounce house. <laughs> Well, I'm confusing every wait, wait can I content. can I take on Kurt in bubble soccer? Yeah, would that be oh, something? That yeah. would yeah, oh, that would be man. awesome. So can bubble and, him. And then I guess we should mention proceeds will go directly to the local boys and, and girls, girls club. club. Yes. Uh, and then food trucks will be on site. This is a free event, uh, but if you of course want to buy some food from the food truck, right? Uh, uh, bring and, some and money. And the um, bubble soccer is ten dollars for adults and five dollars for kids, but everything else is free. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, what are some of the food trucks that'll be there? I know that's a big thing uh, all over, not just the Naugatuck Valley, but, but well, all over. Well, we have Uncle Willie's doing the barbecue. Uh, we have an old-fashioned um, fire truck that's going to be doing pizza. And we have um, Cuckoo Kenny's food cart coming in doing hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff like that. I think there's ice cream, too. Oh, yeah, and homemade ice cream. Homemade ice cream. Homemade nice. ice cream. And and Cindy, you're uh, what's your you're sort of organizing this? What's your affiliation uh, with the church and this event? Well, I'm j a parishioner at the church, and I'm chairperson. I came up with the idea and went, let's see if I can get someone to go along with this, and it fit into you know who we are and what we're all about. And they said, yeah, let's let's do it. 
And then why why does the church uh, get? In, I mean, I'm I'm somewhat familiar with uh, the campus in Derby because I live in Derby on Hawthorne Avenue. It's not far from my house at all. And Walt Mayhew is like an iconic Derby uh, figure. Uh, he's involved in, in all youth sports, and, and, and he, he reads our site, which I appreciate, and he comments on <laughs> issues in the, in the, taking place in the Valley, so, so we love him. But why is this a, an event you wanted to help put on for the church? Because it's a community event, and mm. Walnut Hill is very big into community and just living out your faith through community and just doing nice things and getting together with people. Yeah, I can jump in there for a bit. Um, we Go have right five, ahead. Five this campuses. is Craig Horn. I I'm should. Craig Horn. I'm the, actually the family pastor in our Bethel campus, which is our, our main campus where it all started. And then we have four other campuses. I don't know if you knew that. There's one in Waterbury, Seymour. We have one in Derby and New Milford. Um, I'm actually, excuse me. There's nothing wrong with your microphone, says Craig. has a little bit of an accent. My what do you twang, mean? My twang is definitely not from deep south. It's, I, it's South Africa. I thought that was the Ansonia <laughs> accent. You're telling <laughs> me that... <laughs> It's changed? <laughs> no. Yeah, so I, uh, uh, I'm i actually a stunt double for Lindsay, who's actually the, the pastor of the Seymour campus, and uh, she's away, so I'm jumping in for her. But like Cindy said, what we like to do is all our, all our, our campuses are involved with the community. Um, a lot of times we talk about religion, and, and we look to talk about relationship, and we believe that we are passionate about God, and we are passionate about people. So we like to merge those two together and get involved in our community. And every campus you, you, you speak to, the, the past or the community, you'll see that they are actively involved. Like you just mentioned, Derby, it's the same in, in all the other campuses. That's just who we are, and that's our DNA. And how did you, I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with the church, because uh, prior to working here, I worked for a daily newspaper uh, in Danbury, and we would uh, at least get press releases, and I'd cover an event or two for uh, the church. How did you first get involved? And can you tell us about the background of the, of the church, the sure. history at all? Yeah, it's bit? kind of a crazy story. It's pretty cool, actually. Uh, a community in the Bethel area uh, were looking for a church to attend, and there wasn't a non-denominational church that they really uh, could see or find in 25 minutes away. They had to drive, and they ended up going to a church in Fairford called Black Rock. And driving over 25 minutes, churches will tell you that they just lose—you lose community when you do that. Um, so they had asked if a couple of the pastors or deacons would come over and launch a church in the area, and they did. They sent—I uh, think it was two families down and. I think there was like 12 people altogether meeting the first time in a Ramada Inn in the Bethel. And every week it just seemed to grow and they grew out of the space they had at the Ramada. They then went to the, I think it was the Brookfield Middle School and grew out of that, then into the high school and then just eventually purchased land. And uh, even the land it grew out, it ended up building twice on the land to, to um, cater all the people that were coming. And, and what they started realizing is that people were driving 25, 30, 45 minutes to them and they became what they didn't want to be. So that's when the idea when the campuses merged and they started assessing, hey, where are the people coming from? And Waterbury was our first one. They realized there was over 150 people driving from Waterbury to Bethel. So they launched one there. And while they were driving to Waterbury, they were driving through Seymour to get there. And they said, hey, there's no church here. Let's do that. And they, they, they launched one there. And Derby was a smaller church and looking for help and some breath. And, and, and they reached out and we jumped in and partnered with them. And they, they became part of us. And then we launched in New Milford. So... That's the, the, the feel on the flow. It's, it's a, a church that's been around for 34 years, but it's looking very different than when it started. And um, I was going to say, uh, we've been around since 2009, and I know your uh, introduction to uh, Derby and Seymour has only 
happened since we launched because yeah. it wasn't here when we launched. 2012 was okay. uh, um, uh, actually it was November 2011. Seymour launched, and then rightly after that, Derby came in the picture. And then why Seymour and Derby? They seem so uh, so close. close together. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, you live in Derby and and Seymour. The cultures are, are so different, even across towns, right? So one was uh, based in a, in a different community to another, and we felt that there was uh, space between the two and what we were trying to do, and that was the reason, yeah. Are there any plans to merge those two? Or I know you're no, shaking your head. Yeah, now. that's just separate cultures and, and uh, do different things in the community. That's, that's nothing that's been uh, thought through just yet. And the Strand Theater, I, I know I believe uh, you came into the Strand when they were sort of, just based on my reporting, uh, that it was there, there was a transition happening within that theater uh, they were doing town movies and things like that, and they were you were sort of a uh, the first tenant Correct. to come along and sort of help out uh, the Strand Theater by taking up uh, a space there. Uh, yeah. How is that working out? How many people do you have? Well, it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll I'll pass on to Cindy in a second, but I actually uh, helped launch the Seymour campus. I was the campus pastor, so I have some interest in these awesome people because they're 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 with me for about five years um, before Lindsay took over and I went to Bethel. Um, so, so Cindy, I don't know if you want to just mention where you're going now as a church and what it looks like from a from a uh, individual perspective. Well, we have anywhere between I'd say 50 and 75 people, you know, that attend. Um, again, we have our community groups that get together and really support each other. We have a great program called Project 127, where we actually help individuals in our neighborhood, in our area, that you know, with painting the house or raking leaves or whatever so there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we are involved with men's group men's group yeah, yeah. women's group um and project it, 127 what's the name where is that from that was james right? it, was a, it was a verse from psalms right yes yeah, yeah. helping yeah, others helping yeah. others basically the idea is this, if there's a family in, in in need of whatever would be and they, they can't do it on their own they would make a request to the church and a lot of times it's single moms who who just can't do certain things because their lives are busy or it's just physical labor that just can't do and then um they just have the request and a lot of our men and then actually a lot of our ladies come in and um just one day just take care of whatever needs to be taken care of if, if uh, stuff taken to the tr- uh, to the dumpsters if it's painting if it's looking after kids while they do the project it's it's all inclusive over a meal yeah, it's just it's, it's community stuff yeah. and then how do you find people to help these are people that are attending the church or the people even that yeah it's both actually we've it's had people both, who's yeah. had friends who who said hey how, who did this for you and they were well, it's my friends from church and like would they help us like yeah we love to meet people that way and it's what we do so it's an easy fit for us and then and just uh, re- revealing my own ignorance here i mean i'm f- from new york i was raised catholic but i pretty much stopped uh, as soon as i was confirmed that was sort of it for me although i did go to uh Irish Catholic College. Uh, so I'm used to just uh, Catholic Church. That's pretty much uh, all I know. How does the, uh, a community church like this uh, differ from uh, the church that, that I grew up with? I can jump in there unless you guys want to. I, my, my, my biggest thing in, in this area is, which we, we look at it two ways, right? There's, there's, as I said in the beginning, there's, there's religion, which is normally seen as a to-do list, right? Like, I've got to go on Sunday, check. Um, maybe it's I've got to do confession, check. Um, and uh, maybe it's I have to be at a certain place, check. Um, what we're looking at is, is uh, lifestyle. Like we're looking at this man, Jesus, who we believe changed the world and interacted with people, all kinds of people. And uh, following that model and saying um, Christianity is a lifestyle versus uh, set times and things to do. And as we, as we learn more about Jesus, our life reflects that and um, we're better for it. Um, so that's normally, I'd say, that the biggest difference um, 
that we find when, when people come in, it's it's normally we come into this building and come to the structure and then we'll leave. And and we're trying to remove that mentality and saying, listen, for example, we we meet, we meet in a movie theater. So it has nothing to do with the building. The church is about the people, and it's about you making a decision to have a lifestyle that changes not only your life, but the people around you. And it's not a one-time event on Sunday. Um, and that is by no means a knock at, at the Catholic Church, as you said. Um, there's, there's, there's no, we have no issue with the Catholic Church. Um, this is just us trying to push further, deeper into religion and then call it uh, Christianity and lifestyle. And then, Pat, how did you first get involved in this particular church? I got involved when I was a, um, away with the Navy in Afghanistan. I came home in 2012, and while I was gone, my wife, we're both Catholics. There's a lot of Catholics in Walnut Hill. Actually, 80% is generally the number, which is very interesting, past or present. Again, not knocking Catholics. Yeah. I feel perfectly comfortable going to a Catholic church or Catholic mass. Do you still do, do, you do uh, no. both? You just okay. No. I do. Uh, so while I was away, my wife was looking for something more, something more that she could take away something more fulfilling and so she did a lot of church hopping so when i came back early 2012 we tried a few places including walnut hill and she was really like she was good with this church this church this church then she's looking toward me and i'm like you know i like seymour i liked walnut hill i liked it was close i liked the whole format of it um i i believe it or not you know compared to Catholic Church. I like the longer scripture readings than I like the longer, um, it, it's not a eulogy, it's a teaching. It's a teaching afterwards. You know, we can be in there for like an hour and a half and, and I don't mind because I'm very comfortable, it's interesting, they have different speakers. Uh, so it was really my wife that led me there. And wh and what's your age, Pat? How, I'm, I'm 56. 56, so it's fascinating to me that a 56 year old man and his wife uh, were we seeing that a lot? People, uh, I'm not church hopping, but looking. Uh, what's going on mm -hmm. uh, in in the country spiritually that, that that you're seeing that so much? Is that are you seeing that more and more? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm seeing I mean, as a pastor, I see it differently, right? This is what I do, and these these are congregants who attend, right? But there's a lot of fear right now in in not only just the states but internationally, and people are are a little nervous and maybe worried and and are looking around like. Where's my security coming from? Where's my hope coming from? Because the things that they have known and, and are comfortable with are slowly sometimes falling apart. And um, and that's where we, we represent um, who we believe Jesus is, is. He's the hope and he's the foundation. And, and if, you, if you find your space in there, the things around you, um, I'm not saying they don't matter because they do, but they don't affect you the way that um, they sometimes are. So we're seeing a lot of, a lot of people. We're seeing a lot of also um, one of our demographics is about 35-year-old. Uh, married, a married mom uh, with a kid, and it's just saying, "Hey, I want my my child to maybe understand what what this church thing's about." I maybe didn't do it, or I started it and left it, but I don't want to be the one that um, doesn't allow my child to see it and make a decision. Because right now, I'm trying to work out my own business, right? And we we seeing a lot of that, and um, that's a beautiful space for us because we love family, so it helps us just to connect pretty quickly. And Cindy, how did you first, if I may ask, how did you first get involved uh, with the church up in Seymour? I too was Catholic and um, was looking. You, are you local? Are you, are you, uh, I'm in Seymour. Seymour. I was okay, in Seymour. And um, I didn't know where to look. And on my radio, I kept hearing this funny voice come on going, hey, we're opening this new church. It was Craig. That was me. And I'm like. <laughs> Literally a funny I'm like, voice. Yeah, we really need another church in Seymour. And then the commercial kept coming on. I went, wait a minute. I think I need to go check this out. And the minute I walked in, it was like 
wow, this is different. You know, everybody was welcoming. Um, I was hurt. I needed to do some healing, and people came around and would pray with me. And people would come up to me and go, can I pray for you? And I was like, whoa, this is weird. But now it's just so natural. You know, I'm one of those people that will now go, hey, can I pray with you? And it was just so inviting that um, I never look back. Yeah, and it's not intrusive at all. People aren't forcing themselves on you or or, or, or getting you in a corner and attacking you. Because that was going to be, yeah, I, and I'll just speak honestly. You know, there, there, there's like so much divisiveness in the country right now, whether it's, you know, ranging from a Facebook page to what's happening on the national level to what's happening internationally. Everyone just seems angry. Uh, maybe we feel it a little bit more because we get it, because uh, we're reporters, albeit, you know, local uh, small-time reporters, but uh, there is this feeling, and I do have a, a, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and uh, you know, but, but I don't know if like you, you know when you when you say uh, uh, Jesus and people praying for you, like personally, I feel like maybe there's something I'm missing, but I don't know if I would be quite ready for that. I don't know if I, based on my upbringing or whatever I had happen, I don't know if I would be ready uh, to hear those words. But you're saying it's not. Because you you know you assume you walk in and you can walk you hear in, you hear the fr- phrase born again and that always makes me <laughs> nervous and things like that well, from, based on my own personal experience and this is me I'm no, not speaking uh, on behalf of anybody else or this organization but so how do you do you, do you get people like that too or maybe just searching for for something but they don't know what it is yeah I mean I think you aren't a minority in, in how you you phrase that I think the church and I say big church including including us have have made mistakes right and we've said and done things that I believe God hasn't asked us to do. And we have a we have a big job in cleaning that mess up. We have a big job in in, in getting back to the basics and getting back to um, what Jesus taught, which is loving people. And the only agenda is to love. And if someone isn't ready to receive that, or someone isn't ready to to move on in their life, then we work with them. You know what I mean? Meaning like, hey, just glad you're here. So when you're ready to do work with stuff, let's work. And what we've found is when people feel comfortable uh, and start saying, okay, these guys are pretty uh, honest, pretty vulnerable, um, they're pretty real, um, then I can be too. And I think that's where we, we've seen a lot of success, where what you see is what you get. It's no show. Um, as I said, I, have, I can speak into the space because I, I was there for four years with, with these guys. And, uh, and, and Lindsay, who's in charge now, it's very similar in, in how she speaks. It's just, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm working with. I know when I spoke, when I preached, it was mainly about my brokenness. I mean, the things that I've struggled with, the things that I've made mistakes with, and, and, and through knowing and, and being a part of this, this man, Jesus, I've, I've been able to change some things that I struggle with. And uh, that's the piece that I think really connects people. We all have demons or issues, if we're honest, if we, if we want to be honest, we can, we can say that. Um, like for me as a South African, I grew up in a very hostile environment. I had an anger issue. I tell that to people now. They're like, "What are you serious?" Because I'm pretty chill, right? But there's there's things within me that can can raise that temperature. And if I don't have something else other than me to manage that, it's an absolute mess. And and I think that's where we 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 find connection with people where we say, "Hey, we we know there's things you're, you're struggling with. We have no agenda but to help you walk through that. Um, and 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 if you trust us, then then we'll see where that goes." And how did you first get involved? I mean, obviously, you, you were born in South Africa, you said? Yeah, I came over on a soccer scholarship. I was actually, I trained professionally as a soccer player. I came over here on a soccer scholarship, finished Where'd you go school. to sco- uh, school for, or not for soccer, but yeah. where did you play? <laughs> well, that's what I thought it was. I played <laughs> down, in, down in South Carolina at a, at a Division two school called Lander University, and then came up here after I graduated and actually ran a soccer company for 12 years called Soccer Extreme. And then um, I just felt I enjoyed teaching kids about the game. 
but I just felt there was more than, than life than just the game. Like if you say that in South America or even Africa, you could be killed because the game is life, right? But there's more than li- to life than just playing sports. And there was another piece that I wanted to, I wanted to share. I wanted to share um, this Jesus that has given me hope and, and, and given me space to breathe and, and be who I am. And uh, yeah, just from doing that, I was I worked up in Fairfield at the Black Rock Church, which is pretty crazy, which is the church that launched Warner Hill. I worked there for seven years as the uh, director of uh, the Young Adults Group. And then I uh, just felt the Lord leading me towards going um, and becoming full-time as a pastor. And that's just what ended up happening. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty quick turn um, at the right time. And, um, yeah, I'm thankful for that. And so the Seymour campus specifically is growing. You said you get anywhere from uh, 15 to... 50. 15 to 50 at any given Sunday. Uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm yeah, just... Yeah, it's 50, okay. 50, 50, to 50 to... 50 to... Oh, okay, I misheard. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, don't just yell at the reporter. Don't forget. Yeah. Pat does it all the time. The emails we get from Pat Henry... Scaling. Uh, and also, it's, it's, it, people are very traditional, so at Christmas, we could see 100. You know what I mean? Easter, okay. we could see 120. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but, yeah, there's a, a, a solid group of people that are the core there that are there in and out every week. And, and, and what are some of the other uh, community events that you've been involved with? Because uh, I, I guess that's sort of a core thing uh, with this church is that reaching out to the community and, and being very involved, such as this event you have coming up August 20th, Seymour right. Celebrates. Um, we also do Church in Action, um, where we collect funds, and they go to... Boys and Girls Club. Boys and Girls yeah, Club so again. And yeah. um, one year we did car seats. Correct. For Hope Line. For Hope Line, yeah. and um, we participate. At, well, we have a children's program also. Um, and pretty much anything that Seymour does. I mean, if you do, if you go down to the trick or treat day, you'll see us having a, a stand there. If you go to the downtown Christmas um, train, we'll have a, we'll have a stand hang, handing out coffee and, and uh, hot chocolate and, and Founders Day. Founders Day. You, you name the cat. In fact, when I first arrived, I, I used to meet with Kurt once a month and just say, "What do you need? What can we help you with?" And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa. Like he would say to me, "This is one of my favorite meetings because." you get to tell me, like, how can I help you? And you're never asking me of anything. And that's, that's probably our, our posture, where, like, how, how can we be involved without being intrusive? Again, the agenda isn't to, to try weasel people into, into the church and, and, and make them feel obligated to come and to serve. And, and, and we would rather people come and, and love to be there and love to do more. And, and that's, that's where we're pushing it, right? And, then, you know, one thing I've noticed about uh, uh, this church is from based on my time uh, in Danbury and here, uh, compared to, and I don't mean to compare it to, but I can only compare things to what I what, what I know. You know, it's there's a very professional like communications team uh, involved. Uh, you, you had mentioned there's a very professionally uh, done video that you, you had sent to me, and we've heard you know, advertising uh, in various media. I've, that's I've encountered that too. Billboards. Radio, yeah. How, how do you yeah. like kind of work that into the church mission? Uh, well, I love saying this, but people don't always love it. I mean, the church is, is, is is it's it's kind of a business, right? So we're selling Jesus. That's, that's, that's what we're selling, and, and not to commercialize it or, or, or water it down, but we, we believe we have to be as good or better than the business world in, in, in managing the things we do because um, people are looking for, um, for things, and if we aren't able to show them well, then they won't see them, right? So we do have a marketing team. I'm actually part of the marketing team that does billboards and, and radio and online, and we have professional um, artists that design our, our artwork, and we have... Um, voiceover people that that's their jobs and we have people that are in media so the idea behind that is is that we want to we want to give a good look we want to show people well the things we do um, 
But that's just the skills and gifts that we've been given. That's not who we are, right? Who we are are people who love Jesus and we want to serve them. The gifts we've been given, we, we utilize. Like the video you saw is, is someone who isn't full-time at our church. He's one of our elders that is full-time as a, a video designer. So in his own time, he designed that and then sent you, and it's a beautiful link, right? It's a pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, legit. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's the real deal. So yeah. we have a lot of high-end professionals like our music team, for example. One of our guys is who plays is Chris. He's been inducted to the Hall of Fame for, for blues. You know what I mean? Like some real talented people that their lives have been changed where they're now saying, hey, who I am is, is not what I play and what I do. It's, 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 it's this relationship that I have. And so I'm, I'm going to give back. And we see that a, quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. And, can, and, we, can we talk about the video? Well, I was going to say, I was, uh, I've been directing this uh, uh, interview, but I, let's turn it over. What, uh, what do you want to talk about? What, let's talk about so the, on video. the video. I think they show two events. This Good. year we had mm -hmm. three summer events. I forget how we build that. Summer Sunday, summer, summer Saturdays. Sundays summer Saturdays. Um, Pastor kids. Lindsay wanted to, again, community. It's a community church, and that's the big emphasis. So we want to get out into the community, invite people to do some fun things. And uh, one of them was just like at the park at a park with the uh, field day, field day, outdoor games, you know, kickball, kickball and yeah. frisbees and hula hoops and all that sort of thing. And, and that's on the video we, we sent you. And the other one was uh, called What Fuels Us. And basically what we did was we had the kids make uh, rockets out of bottle, empty bottles of water, baking soda, vinegar, you stick a cork on it. After, they, after they've decorated these things and put pencils on the stands, um, then they launch them. So they had a lot of fun with that. The third and day was a movie. We hired out the, the, the Strand and, and watched uh, Hero 6. I was actually down there. Big Hero them. 6. Yeah, oh, yeah. Familiar with that one. Yeah. And the same idea, just creating the easy event. Uh, and, and no strings attached, just come and hang out and get to know us. So with the rocket event, I had actually had some rockets, model rockets, so I brought those and launched those. All right, so we're back. we had a technical malfunction for a second there, but I jumped in, saved the day, rewired the office. We're all you good. Are awesome. No we were talking about tables. I'm so impressed. I can't think of anything else but you now. <laughs> you were talking about drones. It is, drones, a, yeah, and this is the video you were talking about. And the there is video. there's cr there's drone footage in this thing. Yes, there's drone. It's we really had a drone cool there, flying it around. The kids love that, and some of the video was actually taken from the drone. So it was a great day. It was only like an hour and a half, two hours. There was uh, snacks here for the kids, and it was just a time for people to bring their kids out and families to get together and meet each other and commune that way. So that's you know, one of the goals of the church, just to get people out there and network with each other and uh, learn about each other. And then maybe, hey, you know, I happen to go to this church and see if we get them interested in that too. Okay. Is there anything else uh, you two wanted to add before we wrap it up? And I'm going to go through the details of, of the event one more time. Yeah, one of the things I think I would, I would leave with is that for us as a church, one of the things we're really thinking about is we don't believe we have to water down what we believe, right? We don't have to water down our theology. We just have to increase our compassion and our love. And um, when we start doing that, we start seeing people really getting, getting a response or people really being uh, engaged with that. Um, I, I believe that everybody wants to be loved. And I believe that uh, everybody's looking for that. And um, if we do our job well, and, and when I say job, our, our lives well, and, and we live that out, um, people are attracted by that. And, and when they see it, um, they they know it's real, and and that's that's our our, our push. That's our like our uh, our thing, I suppose. That we we want our congregants to to not just live on Sunday. We want them to in their workplaces and, and where they are be that light. And by being that, um, we'll see people um, turn to that and, and and ask more and and get more involved. So I'll I'll end with that as our last thought for me. Okay, my last Go ahead, thought Cindy, on yeah. that is. Um, we meet you right where you are. You don't have to be 
saved or altogether. All together. We meet you right there and we will walk with you through whatever it is you need to walk through. And okay. I would just say Walnut Hill is it makes church easy. There's it's you go in, you sit down. It's it's just it's if you got to do church, it's an easy way to do it. If you're literally going to church, go because it's it's not like church like you may have grown up in. All right. So if you want to find out more or if you're just looking to spend a day uh, doing something nice with your family, it's called Seymour Celebrates. It's in French Memorial Park in Seymour. It's Saturday, August 20th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Bubble soccer tournament, touch a truck, bounce houses, dunk tanks, and much more. Proceeds go directly to the local Boys and Girls Club. The event is free. Uh, to purchase items from the food truck and some other things like the bubble soccer tournament, uh, there is small fees attached. To learn more, go to Walnut hillcc.org and look for the Seymour campus. Again, it's walnuthillcc.org, the Seymour campus. Uh, I'm Eugene Driscoll. I want to thank you all for being here. That was a great discussion, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for having thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you.